Welcome to Manager Tools. Today, since Mark is on vacation, we are rolling out our brainstorming podcast from back in 2006. If you haven't heard it, I'm sure you'll want to listen to it. Today, as a special treat, we are going to make available the show notes for the brainstorming podcast, which is actually a two-parter. We're going to make that available to all registered members on the website. If you're not a registered member, you may want to check that out. It's absolutely free. You just need to go to the website and sign up. If you're not familiar with our show notes, think of the show notes as less of an outline and more of a white paper covering everything we're talking about in the podcast itself. So if you'd like something to reference later on um, in written form, the show notes is exactly what you want. So again, that's free this week. For those who are interested, just go to www.manager-tools.com. All right, folks, with that, let's get going. Welcome to the Manager Tools podcast for Monday, July 10th, 2006. Hi, this is Michael Lozan. On behalf of my partner, Mark Horseman, and I, welcome to Manager Tools. In today's fast and flat world, ideas are becoming critical competitive advantages. Managers, and many others, need to be good at getting the most and best ideas for themselves and their teams. And if you ask 100 managers what are some of the tools they might use to generate ideas, the only tool that would get 100 votes is brainstorming. The funny thing is, we've been in lots of meetings where folks said that what they were doing was brainstorming, but it wasn't. It was solution development, which is a completely different thing. Since many managers don't know how to lead a brainstorming session, this cast, the first of two parts, tells you how. Now, before we get on with the show, Mark and I wanted to thank one of our listeners participating in the discussion forums, Lisa, for suggesting that our listeners vote for us on the Podcast Awards website. For those of you who don't know, the Podcast Awards are, for now at least, the closest thing to an Emmy for the podcasting world. After seeing Lisa's post and discussing with a close friend, Mark and I had somewhat of a change of heart. Now, we've always believed that by focusing on providing value and consistently getting better at it, our audience would grow itself. Initially, pursuing a podcast award didn't, you know, didn't quite feel right. However, after discussing Lisa's post with a close friend, Mark and I were convinced that it was just plain silly not to try to grow our audience through the reach that such an award would provide. Wasn't positively influencing as many managers as possible our goal, he said? Didn't that mean we had to make more of them aware of our show? Well, of course. So, here I am telling you about the podcast awards. Nominations close on July 15th, so if you'd like to nominate us for the award, you'll find the link to the podcast awards website on our homepage. Now, the URL is not a tough one. It's www.podcastawards.com, but it's on our homepage nonetheless. Now, there are multiple categories you can nominate podcast under, um, but you can only nominate a podcast for a single category. Another listener on the forum suggested that the business category was the best one for manager tools, and Mark and I would have to agree with that. So, enough said about that. Thanks again, Lisa. The suggestion was very kind of you, and who knows, perhaps you've played a bigger role in making our dreams come true than you might think. We'll see what happens. So, with all that out of the way, let's get going. Your time, you probably facilitated quite a number of brainstorming sessions. I know I've I've been in flipping tons of them. 
and I, <laughs> and I bet we, I bet we've seen a lot of the same things. What, what's your, what's your been in your experience? What have you seen most often? Well, you know, it's funny, Mike. I, I actually think um, the thing I see most often is is not brainstorming. Really? You know, you're in a meeting, an idea comes up, and everybody starts focusing solving it. You know. It's not on the agenda to solve that problem. Somebody brings it up, and you know some ideas are tossed out, and it's kind of like throwing chum to sharks. I mean, everybody has a reason for why the the idea that somebody throws out there won't work. Everybody's so focused on a solution, and anything that's not a complete solution, um, or even a complete perfect solution, is just seen as not helpful at all. It's uh, there's no value put on incremental efforts. Uh, there's they're all um, rational suggestions are, are uh, critiqued um, because they have political issues. Political ideas are killed for budget reasons. Um, and, and what happens is, you know you've been in one of these meetings when, one of the, when a savvy meeting leader, somebody who knows what they're doing, says, hey, look, we're not going to solve this today here, guys. Let's parking lot it. Or we're not going to figure this out in the next five minutes. Um, Bob, come back to our next meeting with a recommendation. Um, you know, and, and my point about all this is that after going down one of these rabbit tra- trails for the hundredth time with nothing being decided, I've actually heard people say, "Hey, that was some good brainstorming we did back there." <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> That's not brainstorming. Like, no, <laughs> exactly. It, it's um, in fact, it's it's not only not brainstorming; it's just terribly inefficient to all of a sudden magically snap your fingers and think you're going into creativity mode. Um, it, it just doesn't, we find that our brains just don't work that way very much. So brainstorming, brainstorming is something pretty specific. Um, I, I don't want to be language police. I sometimes, no, like, not you. We never get into that kind of discussion. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. Great. <laughs> um, so look, if somebody comes by your desk at five o'clock and you, you just have a wide ranging kind of discussion and then when somebody else comes up to you and you say to them, and they ask you what's going on, and you say, "Hey, we're just brainstorming that new product launch." Okay, fine, that's fine. Okay, um, but done right with a little bit of extra structure, which we can walk through here really quickly. Um, brainstorming is just an incredible tool, um, I, and it's simple to understand. And actually, the whole point of kind of making it separate, um, I think, really adds to it. It makes people causes people to go, okay, we're we're in a different mode now. We're not in the discussion mode. We're not in the solution mode. We're not in the driving to a conclusion mode. We're in the brainstorming mode, and it means something very different. So, um, so look, I I have broken it down into into four kind of major parts for this for this show. First, background. We're going to go over some basics that are helpful to know before you learn the actual techniques that we're going to talk about. Um, number two is ground rules. These are the techniques and parameters that really make the process work, and this is what everybody lo- hopefully loves manager tools for, the details of the how-to. Um, some facilitator notes. Um, if you're leading the group, there are some things that you need to know that will be helpful, or, or if you let somebody else lead the group for you, you need to tell them about these things. And then lastly, we have some bonus material, some things you've probably never heard of that will make your brainstorming noticeably better. Excellent. So four parts. Okay. So let's get into the background. Okay. We think it's a good idea, before we get into the details, to talk about some of the underpinnings. Um, I think, Mike, that if you know the concepts, um, even though this is a little bit of background, it's probably a little bit more theory than some some folks want. If you know the concepts, it's easier to know what to do when you get in a situation that maybe the techniques don't, don't make clear. Um, 
uh, you know, it, it, this this part of very light theory, which is combined with the to do, is worth it. Um, it's sort of manager tools level theory. Um, and there are three key parts to the background that is helpful to understand. First of all, it's not natural. Brainstorming does not feel natural to some people. It's expansive in nature versus constricting. And it does not deliver solutions. Let's talk about each one. Um, first of all, it's not natural. Um, if you're a manager, you're probably practicing an approach to work called management by exception. Basically, we look for exceptions. You look for things that are wrong or out of place, out of alignment, out of tolerance, whatever. You've been doing, I would guess, I'm like, you tell me whether you think this is right or not. You've been doing this for so long. I mean, our, our listeners have been doing it for so long with their managers. They don't even realize they're doing it. It's just natural to manage by exception. What do you think? Absolutely, right? I mean, that's, you're on, you're on autopilot. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. You're looking for problems. You're looking for issues. Right, and and it, I bet there are days you go by and say, "Hey, nothing bad happened today. Today was a good day." Well, you know, actually, a good day is where you achieve something, you move things forward. But I think you know the the management by exception mentality is, well, you know, nothing nothing went wrong today. We didn't have any problems. Um, you know, what's that what's that line in the movie Roadhouse? It was a good night. Nobody died. <laughs> um, there, there, I, I'll tell you, I give, give you a little sort of learning example. Um, Many managers I know have been through this. Um, it's a great exercise. You're sitting in the classroom, and the instructor says he'd like to test your managerial skills. Um, he asks everybody to pay attention, and then he says, okay, go. And into the room walk two people carrying a white bed sheet, and it's spread out between them, kind of like a blank flag hanging up and down. They're holding it vertically. Uh, in one corner of the sheet, uh, there are two little dots, one blue and one green. And if you look carefully, in the opposite corner, there's a little smaller red dot, a little harder to see. The professor says, okay, what do you see? Uh, you know, many, quite frankly, probably all of the folks in the room say they see the, the blue and green dots. And a bunch of them also say they see a red dot in the opposite corner. And the beauty of this is nobody says they see two people holding a sheet. Yeah, we're so looking, we're so intent on looking for what doesn't fit, what isn't right. Although, to be honest, when was the last time you had two people walk into a room holding a sheet in a meeting that you were in? Um, we're so intent on looking on what stands out or what's wrong, the exception rather than the rule. We can't see the forest for the for the one dead tree we're staring at. Um, so we get really, really good at this. We develop skills to support our problems and, and uh, to support our way of looking at problems and outliers. And basically, we, we the moment we see them, because we've gotten so good at them, because they stand out like sore thumbs to us, we kind of go into to, to narrow kind of tunnel vision, and we basically attack problems. Um, we immediately formulate solutions. We love solving things, so you know we, we fix things on the fly. And you know, a little caveat. <laughs> To those of our listeners who are high C's, we're, um, we, we see you keeling over, and we're not suggesting that you would actually ever fix a problem on a fly. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but basically, at some point, we get good at knowing how to fix symptoms even, even so quickly, it's, it's, it's almost effortless. Um, look, this is all just a way of saying managers' natural state most often is to identify a problem and then solve it quickly and inexpensively. There's a rush for most managers when that problem surfaces in the morning and solved and off your radar screen in the afternoon. That is a good feeling. It's cool. Um, but the problem is that's natural, but it's not like brainstorming at all. Brainstorming says, wait, 
it, it don't, I mean, it only really only says wait for five minutes, but for experienced managers, you know, why do I need to wait for five minutes? I've already got this problem solved. I don't need more ideas right now. I don't need ideas. I need answers. Right, right. You know, I need a solution. Um, so there are going to be people who groan about about brainstorming because it may take 15 minutes. Um, uh, and they're going to doubly groan when you suggest there's a right way to do brainstorming and they can't just do it on the fly. Uh, you have to pause for a minute and agree on the ground rules, which we'll share in a moment. Um, you, you, basically, there are entrenched managerial forces at work. And while you may think a good session that you have brainstorming that you do is awesome, um, recognize it's not natural for some folks. Some folks may balk. Um, people are prone to folks to focus on solutions and not to focus on ideas. Um, okay. Uh, the next point is, is it's expansive and not uh, not constricting. Uh, I know this sounds really soft and kind of mushy. Yeah, what's happening to you? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 that's really theory. It's pretty, it's pretty high theory for, for manager tools. Um, remember the scenario that I talked about just a minute ago? Um, it, it, it wasn't brainstorming. It was solution finding. Solution finding is all about getting to a solution, the solution. And, and the answer that we're always trying to come up with is singular. It's one thing. It's a number. It's a it's an activity. It's a change in a process or whatever. Um, this is natural when you think about management by exception. Um, it means you identify a problem and you come up with a solution, a solution. Um, you drive to that one thing. Um, the problem with that is, is when you're doing solution finding, which is what we most do, Dude, what's that? It's an airplane. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I forget. I forget where you are. Yeah, it's an airplane. Yeah, if, if you right. haven't, folks haven't figured out, we're um, we're a little um, challenged here in terms of the recording environment <laughs> on my end. Yeah. Okay. We're challenged because why? Because uh, I'm at the beach on vacation. Yeah, you're at Nags Head, and is it South Carolina? Uh, North Carolina. Nags Head, North Carolina, at the beach with your family at a beach house like 50 meters from the beach. I, I don't see that as challenging, Mike. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Although, yeah. Okay. But us- Although we did, I did, I did read on the, the uh, uh, I did read that uh, um, on the forums that several people have been complimenting us on our on our quality. It's gotten better. Um, no, not so, not this show. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, what I mean, <laughs> challenging, I mean challenging to our listeners. <laughs> challenging. Yeah. To me. Okay. Um, yes, it's challenging for our listeners when you're smoking a cigar and. Um, sitting at the beach and listening to the waves and <laughs> okay so where were we um, i don't know in a podcast somewhere <laughs> basically when you are when you are driving to a solution mike um every idea is in competition with every other one one solution is put forward and then another one is brought up and because everybody's trying to get to one solution but now there are two in front of the group there are powerful intentions at work to get rid of one of those ideas um uh, what ends up happening is the the, uh, the fifth idea that would have come up never gets compared to the second one or the eighth one. It only gets compared to the one that's at the top of the heap at the time. And because they're never put together, no one ever sees what might be really obvious if you just smushed them together and made one solution out of two different ideas. Um, so, so solution finding is inherently constricting. It's about driving to an answer of one. Brainstorming is not about solution finding. It's about idea generating. Um, brainstorming says, let's sp- spend 15 minutes getting everything out on the table and into everybody's head. So when we do start narrowing the funnel, whatever comes out at the other end will be better. 
Not faster, not one, but better. Um, brainstorming produces many ideas versus one solution. Um, in the natural world of management by exception, that feels backwards. Um, and it works, but there are people who struggle with it. Um, and lastly, la la last theoretical point, brainstorming is not about delivering solutions. Um, most people have... That, that's interesting. Uh, that's interesting because I know a lot of folks um, I hear often is when somebody's struggling with a solution, the answer is, hey, let's brainstorm. And th th their intent is to come out of that brainstorming meeting with a solution. And you're saying that's, that's not brainstorming. Right. Uh, all brainstorming does is, is come up with ideas. Uh, and there are people who say, oh, I got a thousand ideas. I need an answer. Um, brainstorming does not worry about the solution. It worries about better solutions. Um, if you ever think your session has failed because it doesn't give you the golden egg, stop. It's not supposed to. It just gives you a big pile of ideas to sift through with the idea that that pile will lead you to a faster, better solution, even taking into account the time you spent on the session itself. It's the difference between trying to find the needle and making a bigger haystack. Um, basically you want a lot of ideas because you know what's that there's an old saying i think it's it's um an idea is dangerous if it's the only one you have well that's the problem with solution finding if you're if you're going really really fast and and yeah today's world is flat and today's world is fast and so on but ideas are becoming more and more the way we compete um uh, whether it's management ideas or process ideas or product ideas or competitive ideas or marketing ideas, it doesn't matter. Those are ideas. Um, those ideas are what generate, I, you know, according to Peter Drucker anyway, that, that uh, uh, ability to think differently and better and repeatedly is what uh, earns us our profits year after year after year. Okay. Okay, so that's enough of the theory, now, right? Let me ask a question, though, before we, before we go on. Yeah. Is, um you know, a lot of our listeners have listened to our podcast on um, disc. Are there? Yeah. Let's so let's tie in that just just a little bit. Are there any particular guidelines or or suggestions, warnings you have for particular profiles in terms of who might or might not be good at brainstorming and how they might um, moderate their behavior a little bit during these sessions? Yeah, that is a great. God, that's a great question. I, I, I'll tell you what. Let me let me give it like a, a one minute or a two minute answer, Mike, and then say, why don't we do a cast on that? Um, we'll insert a cast in the in the in the schedule here coming up sometime to talk about that um, because we we could probably when I think about all the processes we've got and then I think about okay, let's layer disc on top of that. We could do a second cast in almost every case about, okay, what does this mean for the different styles of learning and communicating in the room? In general, here's what I found. High C's don't like brainstorming. And in fact, um, it's often the high C's that benefit the most from our bonus section, which we'll talk about at the end uh, in terms of extending the, the brainstorming before you actually meet and after you meet. Um, and also using some writing techniques that make it much make people much more comfortable sharing openly. But but the, a high C sharing a raw idea, not a solution, not a completely formed, you know, blocked and tackled, laid out clearly kind of solution. Uh, that tends to be a little bit harder for high Cs. There there are plenty who do it, um, uh, but but it's like the programmer who you know it's like the marketer talking to the programmer saying ah you you can figure it out it, it, you know shoot you're smart, and the programmer's like you're just such a dummy you, you don't have any clue that it takes thousands of lines of code to do that simple thing you're talking about um because we have an installed base um 
So, so high C's struggle a good deal with it. Um, I would imagine um, high D's struggle as well, but for different reasons. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny. Yeah, what a high D wants to do is say, this is my idea, therefore it is the solution. Why does anyone need to speak up? <laughs> right. We're going to do what I want, right? Right, right. Um, yeah, and they don't like the idea that their idea has the same currency, the same value as everybody else's. Um, the idea that they would put a, a, a comet out there and that everybody wouldn't bow down to them to some degree and that somebody else's idea or two or three other ideas might get cobbled together into a solution. That, you know, high D's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, whatever. We're, we're going to, at the end, we're going to do it. My, I mean, I, I know because yeah. I've, to be honest, I've thought this way occasionally, which is, yeah, we can, we can brainstorm this for two hours and, and then it doesn't matter. We're just going to do what I want to do. So. <laughs> 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 now, now, hi. I imagine, though, uh, high I's and high S's love brainstorming. High I's love it. They would do brainstorming all day long. They'd have pizza in, um, and, and they would just, it would be like, so isn't this great? We're sitting around sharing ideas. This is so cool. Um, and the high D's are going, yeah, somebody's got to make some money around here to pay your salary. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the high C says, yeah, and if we did everything your way, man, it would be a disaster. Um, high S's also can enjoy them. High S's, let me put it this way, like it when it's done well, the way we're going to describe here with the ground rules and our, and our facilitator suggestions. They don't like it when all of a sudden in the middle of the meeting, you're trying to drive to a solution and nobody know it's not on the agenda and it's, you don't know whether it's going to take five minutes or 15 minutes and, and they see everybody in conflict. The thing that high S's like about it is that everybody's able to throw up ideas. The team is actually building a big pile of ideas, and there's no negativity in the room. That's what they love. High eyes don't mind the negativity. They just like the, the juice, the flow, the energy of the room. Um, so, yeah, generally, I's and S's like it more than C's and D's. The, the people who like it least are the, those who are high C's and the high I's like it the most. Yeah, we, we need to come back to this. We do need to do another yeah. podcast because we could, we could spend a half an hour in each of the different profiles and pretty exhaustively. But, and, yeah. and we wouldn't have exhaustively gone through it. So Yeah, um, yeah. I give I give you a great example. I was facilitating once, and most people, I think most of our listeners know that I'm a high I and a high D. And, um, I wasn't getting a response from one person. And so I turned to him and said, Robert, um, what do you think? And his response was, um, well, I don't know. And, and clearly he was a high C, um, as I think about it now. Um, and I said, and, and, and I chuckled. I was trying to keep the energy going in the room. I said, ah, I know, Robert. I didn't ask you what you knew. I asked you what you thought. He says, I'm not comfortable sharing my thoughts. They're not fully formed yet which he considered to be a brilliant statement of, of sort of dismissing me because he wasn't comfortable engaging in the debate that was going on, which, of course, brainstorming is not a debate by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but, but I was like, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I think because I wasn't as good a facilitator then as I might be now that, that um, I missed the opportunity to ask the question in a way that was helpful to him and would cause him to be more likely to share. So. Um, so great question. Great. Yeah, that could be a whole other cast. You're absolutely right. Yeah, so it's um, probably a, a bad question because it caused this huge no. diversion. But no, that's okay. Anyway. I liked it. Um, okay, ground rules. Okay. Yeah. Um, basically, these are the techniques that you're going to use to make your session happen easily. Uh, each one's simple. You, you can do, you know, when you put them all together, they're going to help you get the most out of your group very, very quickly. Um, rule number one, um, announce it. 
people have to know that they're going into brainstorming mode and there are different rules. Just like when you're on a football field, there's offense and there's defense. You know when you're driving your car and when you're in your house. There's a different feeling. There's a different set of rules and, and, and behaviors associated with it. It is surprisingly important to tell your group, okay, we're going to brainstorm. And look, it's great if you have it on the agenda, if you've got 15 minutes or 10 minutes scheduled on the agenda, but you can do it in the middle of another meeting if something comes up and you want to cover uh, the the, uh, the territory of ideas completely before moving on. You can actually do it. You say, okay, time out. Let's take five minutes now. Let's brainstorm this thing. Let's agree on the brainstorming stuff and we'll do it real quick and I'll put it aside and Joe will go work on it later and get back to us. Okay. Um, the reason it's important, Mike, is the group understands now that the, the, the rules are changing. Again, I'm not driving home now. I'm in my house. Different rules. Um, they understand that solution seeking and management by exception is not what will make sense here, which is during the meeting, that's probably what was happening. Um, and it, I think it's important. This is probably a little bit of language police, but I don't mean it to be. It, it's important not to use the word brainstorming without announcing it, without going through the rest of the steps below. If you get too casual and people begin to think that any just sort of throwing ideas out on the table session is brainstorming, you kind of lose the pop and the energy. Um, you get much less good ideas um, in my experience, if you just say, yeah, we're brainstorming, but you don't, you don't announce it. You don't make people recognize, okay, different set of behaviors here for five minutes. Let's, let's, let's change from driving to one to thinking about many. It's literally just the opposite. Um, okay. So you announce it. Number one, number two, walk through the ground rules with everybody. Okay. Once you announce it, whether you're on the spot in the middle of a meeting or, or it's actually an agenda item and you're introducing it, walk everyone through each one of these ground rules every time. Um, and, and I mean all the ones after this one. <laughs> um, even, if you, if you, even if you don't think they need a refresher, go right and real quickly, run right through the basics we've got listed here. All right, that's it for part one. We'll finish with part two next week. In the meantime, if you care to join us on the discussion forums, you can find those at www.manager-tools.com. And we'd love to see you there. We have a lot of great folks participating, and the conversations are getting great. So see you there. Until next week, have a great one. So long. <laughs>